pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 329. Today I'm going to chat with Drew Walker from Walker Defense Research, discuss the White House's new gun control push at the state level, highlight something from HK that we've wanted for years, and talk about what you shouldn't do with your Christmas tree now that the holidays are over. I am Ava Flannell. Drew, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, I actually just finished working out. I'm trying to get back into the gym and and get into it. But I have to say, I don't, do you work out at all? All the time. Okay. So I'm sure you hate like right around now, now that it's, you know, January and well, when the show comes out, it, it will be January and you're probably like, cool. And now all these people want to join the gym and get back into shape. And it's probably going to last like a few months, but it's going to interfere with your workouts because it's going to be busier and the machines are going to be taken up and the classes are going to be full. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, uh, I feel like the gym right next to my house where I always go to is just especially bad at that. So I feel like as soon as March 1st hits, it kind of clears out. But, uh, yeah, I think got it. Stuff to kind of get by if I need to avoid it, you know, if it's just, constantly just utterly packed you know i've got enough of a home gym where i can kind of not that i want but there's some things that just you know some machines etc it's just better just to go there but mm -hmm. now it is what you're there yeah i know all right so before we start talking about walker's defense research uh, i'm going to talk about bsf barrels real quick If you guys didn't get what you wanted for Christmas and you're kind of looking to upgrade your maybe your AR-10, AR-15, uh, even your bull action, definitely check out BSF Barrels. They have some amazing barrels and uh, they do have that carbon fiber look to them, which I think just kind of adds a little something extra. They have them in all kinds of calibers. I mean, AR-10, for example, they have them like 308. 243 6 millimeter Creedmoor, 65 Creedmoor, 22 Creedmoor. I mean, they have calibers that I'll be honest, I haven't even heard of. So if you guys are looking for like something even kind of oddball, chances are they probably make it. And it helps with accuracy. It makes it a lot lighter. It just has lots of benefits. So if you want to find out more information about it, head on over to bsfbarrels.com. Don't forget to use the code ELITE. 15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Drew, before we start talking about Walker Defense Research, which is a company that makes I'd say like accessories and stuff. But before we start talking about your company, I'm interested in your background and how you got into the industry. Absolutely. So I, I'd say it all starts way back. I first learned how to shoot from my great uncle when I was seven. And since then, uh, it was a very clear choice for me. The buck kind of bit me. And it's always something I wanted to be part of in some way. Um, the question is, you know, how do you get into that? It's, it's not something that is exactly the easiest thing to quote unquote fall into. 
And I've always had ideas for for products. And my mind's really centered on innovation. And it was just at some point it was obvious that you know if you wanted to really pursue these ideas, it's just going to have to be you know sheer force of will. You're just going to have to want it bad enough. And if it's what you're so passionate about in the Second Amendment and that's where you want to be, you have to make your own way. And so it wasn't something that you were invited to be part of. Um, and I'm sure it's no surprise, you know, for example, coming out of college, you know, academia is not going to exactly help you going into a guidance counselor's office saying, hey, I want to, uh, you know, design products for Armalite, you know, mm-hmm. or, or a similar company. There's just no predetermined, you know, pathway. That's something you have to build. And so it was, it was really kind of difficult to figure out, well, you know, how do you, how do you actually walk down that path? Because there's really no encouragement, you know, there's really no, how long would you have to be at a, the right company with the right design philosophy? Who's, who doesn't want to make innovative things long enough, you know, quote unquote, paying your dues, et cetera, to finally have that chance to do it. So, uh, it was something that had been kind of stewing in my mind for some time for just, but this is my why I want to be part of it. So how do I make that happen? And before I started the company, there was a time where at some point something just kind of, uh, you know, clicked inside me that, okay, this either we have to, let's make this a reality. Um, or this is just kind of a nice idea in a notebook somewhere that, uh, is going to get cobwebs on it. Just it grows into nothing. So there was just this, this time period where I'm just drinking out of a fire hose, learning as much as I can, picking people's brains, um, you know, much more intelligent and experienced than myself and being a sponge, uh, being a fast learner, you know, learning you know, the patent process, uh, solid works, fluid dynamics, uh, picking the brains of anyone I knew, you know, with, uh, law enforcement, uh, combat experience, et cetera. Um, you know, what are the realities of gunfight, terminal ballistics? And you just tried to absorb as much as you could. Um, and it kind of feeds into that passion for, uh, being into the firearms industry. And it really kind of evolved, you know, mindset and how to uh, go about, you know, what we design and why. And eventually I just had to pull the trigger, pun intended, um, on let's form a company, um, let's do this. And I cannot say enough for anyone who's actually thinking of how can I do something similar? How can I, uh, you know, either invent something or, uh, make my way into an industry, it is a hundred percent an uphill battle, uh, because when you have to kind of forge that own path, your own path with it, it's, uh, no one's going to wrap it up in a bow for you. Mm-hmm. So it was just sheer force of will of, I want to do this. I'm passionate about it. And if we're going to do it, let's be ambitious. I look at uh, Walker defense research as, you know, it's a performance-based innovation company, but we just happen to make gun stuff. Nice. And so that's our attitude towards everything we do. And so innovation and value add has to be at the forefront of everything. And, uh, you know, there's no cutting quarters in quality. Uh, at the end of the day, Walker Defense Research exists because I've got a very inquisitive mind. Um, I think, you know, solely in terms of innovation and how to elevate things uh, to the next level. And it had to be something that uh, it exists because I'm passionate about it. Um, and, I, and there's nothing else I'd rather do. Mm-hmm. And what was the first design that you came out with? So the first design we came out with was the uh, uh, Nero 556. And that's our uh, 3D printed ink canal uh, muzzle brake for the uh, AR-15. Okay. And then was it shortly after that you made it for the AR-10? 
Oddly enough, uh, we had uh, um, a buddy of mine um, shoot PCC quite a bit. And after the 5.56 came out, they wanted something for their 9mm 16-inch pistol caliber carving. And so dove right back into all things fluid dynamics and you know CFD modeling and stuff. And we actually came out with the Nero 9 first just because we had just a passionate user base saying, can you do this? Which you did for the 5.56, can you do that for 9? Because there's very little pressure you've got to work with for nine millimeter. And I said, what the heck? Sure. People give the people what they want. So, uh, we worked on the nine, oddly enough, right after the five, five, six and the entire time we were working on the seven, six, two, uh, which was much more challenging. Mm -hmm. I have some experience with the seven, six, two. You sent me one and I was like, what could I put this on? And you said that, you know, I would notice the most difference if I were to use a full auto. And my dad has the scar um, chambered in 308. And even my sister, who I think she shoots machine guns better than I do. Like, she's pretty strong. She's about, I don't know, four or five inches shorter than me, but kind of smaller. But she, I mean, she's pretty strong. And even she was like, yeah, I don't shoot the scar. Like... It's just, you know, it's it's really powerful. And I mean, she's tried before and it was just like knocked her on her butt. And obviously we know how to shoot machine guns. I mean, we've been doing it for a little while now. But anyway, so I made a video, which I'm probably going to release today. And so if you guys want to see it, just head on over to my Instagram account. Just look for Ava Flannel underscore one and two L's. And you have to type out the entire thing. And we had my dad shoot it first and you could see it even kind of pushed him back a little bit. And then after that, we're like, okay, let's take off that muzzle brake, put yours on, you know, reload the magazine. And he was like, wow, that was a huge difference. And then I was like, all right, I guess maybe I'll take one for the team and I'm going to try it. And this was the first time shooting the gun at all. And so I was just like, oh, okay. Like I was kind of scared and I shot it and I will say it did not go up at all. Like it definitely, you know, it overcomes muzzle rise. If anything, it went back and forth a little bit and that was it. And then after that, my sister's like, well, hell, if you can shoot it, then I can definitely shoot it. And she shot it and like, same thing. And, And we both agreed, like, if anything, you know, I think instead of it going up like that muzzle rise, it'll go back and forth just slightly. I mean, we're talking about a few inches. And just laterally side to side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like there was no rise whatsoever. And I am going to say, Drew, like, you know, that's, at first when. It, so that was your first time for shooting this car. Yeah. 17 full auto. Yeah, it was. And I mean, I've shot like full auto 308 before. But, you know, like the M60 and stuff. But I mean, it's also I think the reason why the scar is so powerful is because it's polymer. So there's not really a lot of weight to it. And it's also shorter because I've shot other guns that were chambered in 308, you know, like standing, holding it, the M60, you know, so some of them are definitely easier than others. But yeah, that was the first time that I had shot it because honestly, when my sister was like, I can't really shoot it, then I was like, well, I definitely probably can't shoot it. And maybe I'm giving her more credit than she deserves. You know, maybe we're both kind of similar, but she can definitely shoot really well. And so I was like, well, if she can't or maybe, you know, we shoot similar, but I figured for sure that I can't. So I didn't even attempt it. But I will say, and I, and I told you this in the beginning when you were like, look, like try this break. You're going to love it. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK, you and like a million other people are making muzzle breaks and you swear by it. And then you try it and you're just like, man, I mean, it was OK. You know, it wasn't like worth spending, you know, $200 on. 
But I did tell you, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to give you a heads up right now. Like, it is super ugly. Like, it is one ugly break. And which I, I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings. And even my dad and my sister were like, oh, man, this thing's kind of ugly. And I was like, yeah, but like, honestly, if it works and and I was like, yeah, that's true. And they were like, man, I don't even care what it looks like. This thing is amazing. And it was definitely a game changer. So, you know, whatever you did, like, good job, because it definitely works wonders. And even my co-host on my other podcast, Pew Pew Panel, Eric from My Rock Veteran 8888, he said that when you went to his range day that he tried it out and he was impressed with it as well. But I'm pretty sure he shot the 5.56 version. It was not the 7.62. I could be wrong, but I don't know if you had the 7.62 there or not. We had both and and Eric got to shoot both. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't sure. So, I mean, that just goes to show if he wasn't really sure what he shot. I mean, I think you you tell the difference pretty quickly if you're shooting a 308 or a 5.56. So that just goes to show, you know, how well those brakes work and you know, as far as like the design, if you guys are wondering what it looks like, I mean, what's the best way that you would describe how this muzzle brake looks? As far as the, how, how it works or how it looks? No, how it looks. I know people often uh, like it to like a, a vacuum attachment with with holes on it from the exterior. That's pretty, pretty much, you know. It, yeah, I guess you're right because it, you know, it kind of goes out. I mean, it's, we're not just talking about, you know, a a break that is consistently, you know, the same diameter throughout, like it's, it's tunneled out and I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this, but yeah, I guess if you are familiar with vacuums and the vacuum attachment, not the one that's completely, you know, the same in diameter all the way through, but it just kind of, you know, sort of mushrooms out to an extent, but so it's, it's an interesting design. But again, it worked really well and I'm sold. Even my dad afterwards, he was like, yeah, can I have this? And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't have a, I mean, I have 308s, but I was like, you're going to get more use out of this, you know? And plus, cause he's, he's getting old. He's almost like 80 years old. Well, even for him to like shoot it, I'm sure it's, you know, it wears on him. So I was like, yeah, you could have it. But yeah. Well, honored that for, I mean, for him to say, Hey, I want to keep it. I mean, that's, that's the, uh, the verdict right there. Yeah. And I'd say from a aesthetic standpoint, because it juts downward a little bit, you know, vertically below, and it's part of how it works. I mean, yeah, we, we get the vacuum attachment, uh, comment all the time, but, um, it is kind of its own thing. Um, and that's actually one of the things we did deliberately when we designed it is it really does have to be, we really didn't want just put something else out there that looks just the same does and it feels the same as everything else mm-hmm. uh, yeah we, we really wanted to just completely get off the beaten path entirely and, and do something fresh from the ground up that makes sense and drew i'm guessing you know from the tone of your voice i think you're a little upset that i said that it was ugly no. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i was like oh man okay well this is a little awkward i mean look drew it's ugly but it works okay that's the most important thing here <laughs> It, you know, from a design standpoint, you know, being the person that designed it and, you know, the manufacturer as well, it, it's, I, I've heard it all. And what I do appreciate somebody being so you know, direct about it is when you say, you know, hey, you like it, it works, it does the job, it's shooting absolutely level, even on full auto 308, it, that's real talk. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, no one's blowing smoke. No one's just telling you what you want to hear. And that's all right. Yeah. Some people love the aesthetics. Some people, it, it gets a lot of debate going. It's definitely hard to miss. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, we've heard it all. Um, yeah. But you don't see it very much when you're shooting it. So 
True. You know, it, it is all about function uh, before form. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. Talk about Gators iPro. You were actually telling me right before the show started that you have somebody, is it a family member that wears gaiters? Yes. And my cousin who, uh, she's a big fan of us and she competes for the tactical games all the time, loves gaiters. Oh, I didn't know that it was a female. I just assumed naturally that it was a male. That's really cool that she wears gaiters. So it just goes to show, I mean... Yeah, typically, you know, you think like gators and like kind of even if you look at their their social media and stuff, you see majority of men wearing these. But I know like my sister and I, we both wear gators. That's all we wear. And so it's nice to see like other females wearing it because they are like, I mean, they have so many different frames out there and different color lenses and stuff. And you can, you know, mold it to fit your face well and you know, I just feel like at this point, I'd be surprised if they didn't make something that everyone loved. So if you guys want to check it out, use the URL gators.com forward slash Ava15, and that's going to get you 15% off your entire order. Drew, do you mind if I ask you, based on the design, like how that muzzle brake works? Absolutely. I mean, when you first see it from the outside, it's, you know, the big question comes up, you know, why, why does it look like that? And we, I started off just from a blank canvas. Um, I actually was, uh, the idea, I, idea came one day from just as I'm eat, sleep and breathing, all sorts of things just to learn everything I can, you know, whether it's fluid dynamics, how this one, you know, firearm works, et cetera, et cetera. So any opportunity I had to learn, pick someone's brain, just be a sponge. Um, I took and I got invited by an SOT uh, here locally to shoot a uh, Glock 18. I remember starting off three or four rounds at a time, then working to that full 33 round mag. And it just, when you're correcting for that first shot, um, it's on shot three, four, five, six, seven. It just goes so fast. It's just pure muscle rise. So I wanted to design something and I had been familiar, you know, well familiar, familiar with everything else already out there and, and how that works. So I wanted to do something that completely broke the mold and just started off on a new, just a new path entirely. So Nero actually stands for neutralizing energy remain at origin. And it came from that experience with the G18 of just how important it was to first and foremost, priority one, get rid of muzzle rise and not just a little bit, but entirely. So I wanted to shoot as close to absolute zero degrees level as possible. So to really put the work into that, you know, I was picking a lot of people's brains. Uh, I looked pretty close to Boeing and a lot of uh, good engineers, friends of mine. And I was just all things fluid dynamics, all things just how does it work on the inside? How can I leverage uh, the gases in a new way to accomplish a pretty aggressive goal? You know, on full auto, and of course, this is translating to the AR-15. How do I keep that or any gun full auto, whether it's six, seven, eight hundred rounds a minute? How do you keep that just target and focus and have it be a, a pleasant, very controllable experience? And at the same time, uh, don't make it, uh, it, relatively speaking for muscle breaks, make the concussion moderate manageable. And so what we did is I came up with a way where the bullet obviously takes a straight path through the muzzle brake, just like a laser. Um, so just straight path forward. But the gases, we actually uh, have a, a feature right 
after the, the threads, think of it as a nozzle and it actually nozzles the flow of the gas downwards. And that part of the muzzle brake that kind of juts vertically downward is actually aligned with uh, dimples like you'd, like you'd have on a golf ball, changes the boundary layer. And basically, we're, we're focusing a jet of gas directly below the bore of the muzzle brake on that a frontal surface that's kind of curved. Mm. And it's curved at such an angle where a jet of gas actually shoots against that surface like a sail on a boat. And it's angled just so that it actually imparts a counter force within the muzzle brake. And it simultaneously pulls the brake uh, forward and downward efficiently at the same time at just the right recoil impulse. So that's what really changes the feeling and, and kind of gives it a unique recoil impulse as, as you experience yourself versus just blasting gas outward, you know, horizontally to the sides. So it imparts that direct force through that aimed jet of gas. And then the slats actually work to disperse the concussion. So the concussion actually goes a little diagonally forward, just a little bit, mm-hmm. and kind of dithers that way. So it breaks up the concussion and exits uh, in a way that's more pleasant as the shooter would experience, if that makes sense. Hmm. So all of it was made from the ground up to let's have something that gives you total control of the firearm, full auto or not, and also not have it be debilitating in, in terms of concussion. But priority one, zero muzzle rise. Priority two is obviously you know part and parcel with no muzzle rise, a substantial recoil reduction. But it can't have that nasty side effect where some brakes, and I'll give them the credit of, from a physics standpoint, very effective. From a user standpoint, you know, you can't have bone rattling concussion. Um, now it is still a brake, so it's not going to be obviously suppressor, even flash hider quiet. But relatively speaking, especially for as you experience like a thirty cal, it still has to be moderate in that area, so that's still pleasant to use. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's talk about some of the other stuff that you guys make. So you also have some bolt carrier groups. And I remember talking to you on the phone for the first time and I was like, all right, cool. So you make bolt carrier groups. Like what sets your words apart? Because again, that's kind of a saturated market as well. 800% is. Um, and so when we came out with our line for, for BCGs, it was, what's the one that you would want to run and why? And so past just nominally, hey, I could say it's high quality. Hey, I like this coding. We try to do something that as a small company, you know, the big ones can't at scale. Mm-hmm. And so um, from a standpoint of the devils in the details, it's not just a BCG. It's the level of QC uh, that goes each, into each and every one. It's not just is the coding uh, flawless. It's uh, the tolerance stacking. So for example, we made um, every carrier to a bolt itself and just make sure that, you know, for example, that comes back absolutely perfectly, um, super smooth. You know, we, we take all sorts of just redundant steps to make sure that that thing is ready to run hard. Uh, you're not going to run into little stupid things that are 100% avoidable from the factory. And so you put the effort into things at the forefront and you don't run into problems. You know, imagine that later on. Um, so I want something that uh, is going to run. Uh, to hell and back with whatever you put it through. And if you're as selective and as choosy as 
what it takes for uh, you know a Walker BCG to get out the door, then you know I'm personally that's what I want to run, and so we try to do what a much larger company at scale can't, and so you can be confident just out of the box, it's ready to go. Nice, I like it. And you make these for like five five six, trying to blackout. All five five six for now. Um, one of our uh, one of our offerings is a titanium BCG, and uh, that has really grown some legs, and people love it. And one thing that we got a lot of feedback on is people if they're running an adjustable gas block, but they're running seven six two by thirty nine, or you know six point eight SPC or two two four Valkyrie, they just want a different caliber. And so we started offering our titanium carrier just by itself, just because. You know, if people wanted to expand that into kind of different you know, niche use cases, and you'll have to try one out. You know, should you be interested? I think, especially if you you know you're an SOT and the tie BCG is just does wonders for recoil, uh, but it's not a drop in part. Mm-hmm. And so people have really kind of uh, gravitated towards what that can do for your recoil impulse. But in in way more than just hey, I compete. It's hey, I'm running a, a short barrel. I don't want to put a break on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you tune down your gas for proper ejection pattern, which correlates to the BCG speed. You tune that down appropriately. So your brass is ejecting at approximately that 430 mark. And you just feel that recoil impulse really smooth out. But there's a lot of different use cases beyond just your 16 inch 556, you know, setup. And so we offer them. So we, we've got a titanium BCG with the carrier itself as grade five titanium. Uh, we've got a high polished nickel boron where we polish the uh, both the substrate metal and the coating itself, so it's super slick. Uh, we've got an FTE uh, DLC bulk carrier group, and then soon uh, we're going to be doing polished DLC, which uh, I'll describe as. You held it in your hand; it's like holding a black mirror. Hmm. Very nice. That's cool. So more to come in twenty twenty four. Nice. Very cool. Uh, I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. If you guys haven't checked out the Blackbeard X yet, you definitely need to, especially if you want to train with your AR-15. It essentially allows you to train with that AR-15 without having to pull the charging handle back uh, to reset that trigger. And then it also the X uh, gives you that analysis that you would get with like the X2, X3 and X10 so that you can improve, you know, your accuracy you know, over travel on target transitions, the path of transition, stuff like that, because it tracks all of your movements. So really, really nice to have. Makes for an excellent gift as well, although Christmas is over, but hopefully, you know, you guys found some under the tree. Uh, Check it out, mantisx.com. And then lastly, you do have, let's see, what is it called? You have the MLOC rail covers and it has like that silicon carbide what is it called silicon carbide inlaid mlock mm-hmm. panels and that's kind of cool because you know if you really want to like get a good grip on it if your hands are sweaty or something like that it definitely helps i actually just my friend becky yakley she was just in thailand competing and they did this to a lot of theirs because i think I forget exactly why, maybe because it was really humid or something, but they made sure that they had that that silicon carbide on their gun in order to help them grip the gun better. 
Absolutely. So think of um, when the, you take a Glock frame uh, to a gunsmith and they do a, a custom epoxy silicon carbide job. It's not grip tape. It's it's you know much more permanent and sturdy. But we wanted to bring that a similar concept to rail covers. And uh, but with a twist, we actually wanted to start from the ground up, trying to design the ideal rail cover where from a what does it do? What is it? What is the functionality that needs to be present and kind of work up from there? So the silicon carbide texture, uh, it's, it's very aggressive, but it's actually inlaid into a little pocket uh, within each of the rail covers. And so it's just about flush with the very top of the rail cover. So it, that makes it really thin, which is one of the attributes we needed. We, want, we don't want it to add width to the, the hand guard or at least make it negligible. But we wanted to have an aggressive grip surface without it being something that, you know, if you've got a plate carrier or getting in and out of a squad car or something, it's just not snagging on every little thing. Nice. So it's in labor to keep the uh, silicon carbide from just, you know, for lack of a better word, reaching out and just grabbing everything nearby. Mm-hmm. And then that way you really have to, you know, deliberately engage that textured surface. And at the same time, you know, we want them to do two other things. And this might be something that, you know, you don't typically see, but still was important to us. But beyond just having an insulation uh, effect where, you know, the heat doesn't come through uh, or really resists it, we also wanted to, to have a redundant um, install system. So these things just can't come out by accident. Or if some part of it gets loose, like it really has to be delivered to, to take them off. So, we kind of threw a lot of different aspects at this to just try to, as all of those things combine, uh, make the ultimate rail cover. Um, but yeah, the, from a gripping standpoint, uh, the silicon carbide is just like you'd have on on a uh, custom Glock frame. Nice. Okay. And then lastly, um, I'm not going to say what it is that you're coming out with in the future, but when a mutual friend introduced us and he was like, look, you got to talk to this guy. One, he, you know, he makes some cool stuff, but he has something coming out that everyone is going to want. And I was like, okay, that's hard to believe. And sure enough, I talked to you and I'm like, okay, that's genius. And there is a product that you guys are working on that's going to come out. I'm not going to say like when, because I don't want to, you know, it could have changed from what you told me, but I would definitely recommend you guys, you know, keep in touch with Walker Defense Research in order to, you know, stay up to date with what is going to be coming out. But I mean, do you kind of have like an idea of when that's launching or is it still sort of in the infantile like stages? 2024 will be the year for that. Um, But uh, and and I'm happy to, you know, say for listeners because, you know, it's hard not to care about it. Okay, what does it do? So it. If you look on our Instagram and we haven't released additional, um, well, recently we haven't posted any new videos, but we're able to take uh, POV footage through, say, your EOTech, for example, your Aimpoint. And it allows you to easily just use your gun organically as you normally would, but it gets that sort of first person shooter perspective. And that anytime we posted a video, it you know just kind of takes over Instagram. So we want to make that public facing. I say eventually we're really doing our best to dial it in, and we want to do it right. And so it's a big focus for us now. Twenty twenty four will be the year for it, and we're pouring every spare moment we have into just 
getting that R&D past the finish line. Um, don't cut any quarters, of course, and, and do it right, but should be a pretty exciting product. Very nice. Very cool. And then anything else that you can share with us for the future? Like, are you going to SHOT Show or anything like that? We'll be at SHOT, I believe, for the full week. But uh, And then as far as future plans, we've got a lot of products ahead of us. And uh, I always hesitate on uh, declaring out this is the launch date when it's still somewhat tentative. Um, you know, we don't want to frustrate people, but uh, we'll be expanding our uh, Nile silk and carbide M-lock rail covers line. Uh, we have FDE. We're going to be doing OD green and uh, some other variations, some some wider versions of them. As I mentioned earlier, we got new BCGs coming out, but uh, a lot of good stuff in the future. Very cool. I'm excited for that. And then can you tell listeners what your website is and social media handles so that they can check out your products and follow you? Absolutely. So our website is uh, Walker Defense Research. That's uh, www.walkerdr.com. And Instagram, it's at Walker Defense. And we've got uh, YouTube, we're on you know, Twitter slash X and, and uh, Facebook as well. Okay, perfect. All right, moving on with the rest of the show, IWI. Uh, another thing that you said uh, before the show started is you said that you ordered the Zion 15 and that it should be uh, arriving next week, which I'm really excited for you. I finally got my hands on one and it was probably like, well, I don't know. I would like a Jericho, I think. But I, you know, it was one of the few guns that like I've talked about. I've shot it in the past, like at events and stuff, but I didn't own one. And I shot it the other day and I was just like, man, this thing is so freaking smooth. Like it is such a freaking good gun, especially for the cost. You can get the entire thing for under a thousand dollars and it has lots of little upgrades. It just is very flawless and it shot really well. And like, again, just very flat. Like I don't even think that it would need any, you know, any upgrades, but if you wanted to put, you know, like a Walker Defense Research muzzle brake on it, it would probably even be even better. I'm really excited for you to get that because I think you're going to really enjoy it. I, I, it's not going to be my last IWI product. I, I'd say I'm a huge Jericho 941 fan. I've got several of them. Huge fan of the Tavor. I've got my uh, eyes on a Galil uh, Ace and uh, I'd love a little shorty. Um, yeah. You know, they make good stuff. So, and eventually, and eventually I'll also get, uh, is, it, is it the Tavor 7 and 308? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of an IWI collection. So Nice. I love it. If you guys want to check out IWI, head on over to IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's getting you 15% off any of the accessories on their website. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Gun bans by bribery. The Biden administration knows their goals for gun control stand a slim chance of success in the current congressional makeup. They certainly won't let up on that front, but they're taking another tactic in the meantime. They're bribing states to implement gun control for them with our tax dollars. This is the implementation phase of the executive actions taken by Biden. To kick things off before Christmas last week, VP Harris met with over 100 state lawmakers at the White House on the quote-unquote Safer States Initiative. Harris flat out lied, saying, well, I, I'll speak for myself. I am absolutely in favor of the Second Amendment 
And I'm also in favor of an assault weapons ban, universal background checks, and red flag laws. The carrot they dangled is to implement these infringements and they'll give states federal money. They want to see the following. Implement a safe office of gun violence prevention and staff them with gun control advocates. Establish red flag programs to cease firearms without due process, which we've seen lots of misuse from already in other states. Establish gun violence trauma recovery centers and gun violence crisis response teams. Pass strict in limiting gun storage and reporting requirements. Pass universal background checks, a.k.a. gun registration. Pass assault weapons and mag bans. Pass laws increasing regulations to bankrupt the gun industry, including suing them for the actions of criminals. The more of these restrictions that they pass, the more federal money each state gets. What can you do to stop it? I would say make sure that you're constantly keeping in touch with your state reps and let them know that any of these new laws are unacceptable. And then also spread the word to others and encourage them to get active as well. But, you know, I've said this before, they are coming at us from every different direction, whether it's through our banks, you know, through lots of other programs. I mean, even my friend, it was sometime last year, she sent me something where, you know, the state was looking to increase awareness about, you know, gun violence prevention and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, wow, like you should, you know, submit all this paperwork and see if like you can get approved to teach people gun safety. And I kind of laughed because I'm like, ultimately, that's not the goal. Like it looks good on paper that like, yeah, so, you know, while my time in office, this is what I did. And this is what, you know, I was like really trying to, you know, combat, you know, gun violence. And ultimately, the people that they approve, it's like, you know, anti-gun advocates that are just brainwashing people and to think that, you know, that all of these gun laws need to take place. But yeah, so that is going on. So uh, definitely inform your state reps and let them know that you are not in favor of it. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. Normally, I would play a interview that I've done with some of the people that went on the Rose retreat with me. But for this segment, I'm actually going to dissect the contents of the box that you would get with your Sig Rose. And remember, when you buy a Sig Rose, you're not just buying the P365 with a few rose gold accents, which if anyone is wondering what those rose gold accents are, it is the safety, the slide lock, and then the takedown lever as well as that trigger. And then the grip itself has a, kind of a stippling where it's a rose stippled. It's really beautiful. And it has like that just nice, like posh look to it. But you're not paying, you know, a few hundred dollars extra just for these accents. All of the P365 rose firearms, they come in a box. And inside that box, it comes with two magazines the Signature Rose Voltec Life Pod Pistol Safe with a built-in lock system. So this is great if you want to secure your firearm to make sure that it doesn't fall in the wrong hands. It also comes with five polymer dummy rounds. And this is fantastic if you want to familiarize yourself with the gun. I know that when I first got my first 9mm, I purchased snap caps. And that was because I didn't want to use live ammo, which I don't recommend. 
But, you know, for somebody who's never really, you know, held a gun or, you know, worked with a gun before, you see all these little notches and buttons and you're not sure what everything does. And that's when I would recommend the snap caps because you can practice loading, unloading, you know, pretending to clear malfunctions and kind of really get acquainted with that firearm without using live ammo. The snap caps are also great in order to train yourself out of bad habits. So let's say you're constantly anticipating the shot when you pull the trigger. You could always load your magazine with some live ammo along with some snap caps. And when you go to fire, you're not sure if that, you know, that firing pin is going to hit the dummy round or an actual live cartridge. And then let's say it hits a dummy round, you're going to see that, you know, your gun's going to kind of nosedive because you anticipated that shot. And by doing this, and then also, you know, through even like dry fire with the dummy rounds, you can train yourself, you know, out of these bad habits. In addition to the contents of the box, it also comes with a speed loader. It's not quite like the Abalula speed loader, but it's similar to the ones that used to come with, you know, like Springfield. The first time that I've had any experience with the speed loader that's similar is uh, with my Springfield XDM, I think. So it's similar to that. It's definitely really helpful, um, especially when the magazines are a little stiff right out of the box because you kind of have to break them in a little bit. And then on top of that, it also comes with a personal note from Lena, which includes access to the Quick Start Guide and online training series. And she offers an array of just excellent training, things for, you know, really for all experience levels. But this is great because you kind of have like an instructor right there going over, you know, your specific gun, telling you the best ways to operate your gun, shooting fundamentals, accuracy, all of that good stuff. And so this is just a great package that comes along with the gun. And, you know, really for the price, uh, I think it's well worth the money. If you guys want to check it out, head on over to sigsour.com forward slash rose. And then ladies, if you are looking for a community Facebook group to join and talk about guns, you don't necessarily have to own the P365 or even the Rose in order to join. Uh, it's just a great community of women. But if you want to join, just look for the Sig Rose community Facebook group. And we'd love to see you guys in that. And hopefully this encourages you guys to want to go out and buy one or to possibly get one for your wife or girlfriend or significant other, because I do think that you guys are really going to enjoy it. Caldwell. Drew, you also mentioned that you have quite a bit of Caldwell steel, correct? Yep. It's held up pretty well. Yeah, I know. The best thing is, is like, I have to say it's very affordable. It's easy to transport. I don't know if you saw my YouTube video, but my dad gave me a range for Christmas, which is like a little area uh, on his property. And I'm actually really excited for it. But tomorrow I'm getting all of the steel from where my other range is and, you know, packing it up and then bringing it over. And one thing I am very happy about is like how easy it is to transport and break down because otherwise it would probably be, you know, a little bit of a pain, but they have, you know, I mean, they have some really good stuff. And then on top of that, they also have steel target stands now and they have a dual purpose. 
They're essentially designed to take like the one by two boards for use with like cardboard silhouette targets, but then it also has a two by four for holding steel targets. And the angle of like the two by four will hold a full size IPSC target without falling over. And then it also, I believe, comes with like these little stakes that you can put in, you know, just for added support. But best of all, you can get them for $39.99. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you'll get 10% off your entire order. And that is caldwellshooting.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. HK is finally coming through for us. HK has a motto, no compromise. It's been their credo with regards to quality for as long as they've been in business. Unfortunately, historically, they've had to make lots of compromises in order to import products to the U.S., which is not as easy as you think it might be. One of the most famous areas on this is the HK MP5. There's never been a fully featured true MP5 with HK's name on it brought to the U.S. for civilians to buy until now. HK is finally offering a true authentic SP5, which is their sporting version of the MP5, with all of the trimmings and none of the weird one-off changes made for arbitrary or ridiculous reasons in the U.S., That means an 8.5-inch cold hammer forged barrel with a legendary tri-lug adapter. It also includes half-by-28 threading with the tri-lug, the traditional charging handle so you could do that HK slap. It has the proper paddle mag release. This has been sadly lacking on all MP5s and other roll lock HKs that HK has brought to the States for civilians. It also comes with a wide plastic handguard standard, you know, that you'd see like in those iconic versions uh, in films. For the HK collector, every piece of the gun has authentic HK made in Germany proof marks. The one and only deviation from the standard design is on the rear sight. It uses the notch rear for the SP5K instead of the usual peep, but that could obviously be changed out easy enough with an authentic part. The SP5 comes with an end cap and sling loop on the back. Included in the box, you can get a nice soft case, two authentic German mags, and a classic MP5-style bungee sling. Basically, everything that you would expect from an MP5 made by HK. The price, you know, as uh, with HK fashion, is not inexpensive, but I actually would have thought maybe it would be a little bit more than this. MSRP is $2,799. That's not to say that I feel like going out tomorrow and paying that, but... You know, if you, I feel like guns in general have just continued to increase over time. You know, the prices, I would say, I mean, there's a lot of guns out there that are for that price. So if you're a huge MP5 fan and you don't want, you know, some of those like imitation MP5s that we've been seeing that, like, for example, I have one, I have one from, uh, well, Century Arms doesn't make it, but which is the AP5. I have that and I've been really happy with that. And I've even seen it. I don't know, like on sale for like a thousand dollars and some change, which is, you know, pretty affordable. And that's a little bit more up my alley, but I don't know. Drew, what do you think? Would you buy one? I would. I mean, I'm, I've been an HK guy for a while and I've got a lot of PTRs and you, you always want one with that. Uh, it's got the HK roll mark. Yeah. Yeah. Can't I get it. I get it. I see. It. Yeah. Gosh. And I do like that HK slap. 
I mean, there's been a few things that I have now where I could just like, you know, slap the bull and oh, I love that. All right, Smith and Wesson. are looking for a pistol with a bit more power, definitely check out Smith & Wesson's center edition of the MP 2.0 10mm. It has a long slide with porting the barrel to tame down that 10mm and make it much more manageable. It has the enhanced M2.0 flat trigger tuned by the performance center. The slide is optic ready with tall night sights that you can co-witness with your favorite optic. The frame has an extended internal stainless steel chassis to reduce flexing and torque when firing. It also comes with interchangeable palm swells like that you see with all of the MP 2.0 editions. But you can get it with or without the safety. And then it comes with two 15-round mags. MSRP is $749. If you guys are looking for a good gun to maybe be, you know, go camping or hiking with or just outdoor use. Uh, if you want to protect yourself against animals, definitely check that out. Head on over to smith-wesson.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f Never mind. AF. It's beginning to look a lot like cringe miss. A like half divist is catching flack online for being a horrible person after promoting a way to score a free tree. Uh, free Christmas tree, that is. Mason and May posted a five-second clip showing them picking up a box tree under their, I don't know, Instagram handle. I'm not even going to say it. The caption reads, life hack, picking up my free Christmas tree thanks to the 30-day return policy. Essentially, what they did is they used the Christmas tree, took off all the decorations, packed it back up, and returned it, which is so crappy. <laughs> And I was surprised actually by how much slack they caught for this because I feel like more people probably do stuff like this than not. But a lot of people were saying like, you know, you're a horrible person. Another person said, you're the reason the prices are so high. Another one added, now you know why those who work retail have bad attitudes because of pieces of blank like you. Others said it was completely unnecessary since the cost of the tree and then you could use it for years to come. I will say, so I got a new Christmas tree this year and you know how, well, Drew, you probably don't know this, but the like smaller in diameter trees are kind of trending now. It used to be like trending where you got like this really big, fat, full Christmas tree, but now it's trending to get kind of like a skinny tall tree. And I will say like decorating a skinny tall tree is so much easier than decorating that fat freaking tree. I still have it in my basement. I haven't decided what I want to do. Maybe, you know, next year I'm like one of those crazy people that has two Christmas trees in their house or maybe one in my bedroom and, and one in my living room or something like that. I don't know. Honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with Christmas. But but yeah, so I decided maybe it was sometime in November. I want to say it was maybe right after Thanksgiving that I was like, you know what? I want a new tree. And I also wanted one that had like snow on it, whereas mine's just green. And went to all these different stores, couldn't find anything that I wanted. And um, and I have like higher ceilings. So I wanted at least a seven foot tree. And eventually I just decided to order one off of Amazon and it had like, I could get it the next day. Granted, I paid probably two or three times more than what I had saw it for in stores. 
but it was kind of just nice that I was getting it the next day as opposed to waiting, you know, a week to 10 days. Yeah, a part of me is like, oh, well, that sucks. I did pay a lot more for this tree and it's not like it's nicer than all the other trees. It's just because I wanted it sooner. But I would never think to take it back, you know, especially now that Christmas is over. I would be like so mortified. But oh, it's anywhere around here. I don't know what it is, but I'm the worst luck. If you want to go get like, you know, LED Christmas lights um, as soon as everything's on a fire sale because Christmas is over. I feel like unless I'm there the minute the store opens, it it, it lasts like a day. Mm. So I've never been lucky enough. Like, OK, we got to replace the tree. It's. Go get one when they're basically 75% off, no dice. I've yeah. always been that unlucky when it comes to that. I know. I know. It's like people line up like the next day after Christmas, especially with like big box stores, you know, because then everything's like 50% off or something. And even the other day I went to a store and I was like, shelves were like cleared out. So yeah, I agree. I think maybe the best time to get a Christmas tree is maybe like midsummer or something. I would assume. I don't know. Who knows? And it's delivered to you and then you have the added plus of not having to deal with the... uh general public and uh, you're telling me oh yeah literally okay. how i did most of my christmas shopping this year because i just i the older i get the less i like people and i don't like being around people at all and now as you know you know new year's is coming up which we are recording on friday and new year's is a sunday and i'm like trying to figure out what i want to do and my friend who's visiting uh she just broke up with her boyfriend so of course she wants to like excuse my language dress kind of you know revealing and and live it up a little bit. And I'm all here for it, you know, to be a good friend. But I'm also kind of like, man, you know, what sounds real good. Just like, you know, maybe staying up till 12. I don't even know if I really want to, but like just going out for a nice dinner, going to bed early and then like being like on my A game that Monday. <laughs> yeah. And she's, I don't know. So we'll probably do something. I am actually tonight doing a workshop that is a set your intentions workshop. And I'm sure all of my listeners right now are like rolling their eyes like, okay, wow, Ava, we get it. You have a little hippie side, which I do. I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, a lot of like internal work. Like I don't meditate, but you know, I'm all into like, you know, like self-care and even when I work out and breath work and uh, you know, over the summer, I was into like, you know, learning more about mushrooms, not like, you know, the ones that make you hallucinate, but like going up to the woods, finding mushrooms. And I just thought it was like fun. And then I have like a grounding mat on my bed, you know, that helps you ground yourself. But tonight I'm doing a workshop where you set your intentions for 2024. And I think there's a lot to be said about sort of setting your intentions and manifesting what you want, because there are some times where I will decide, okay, it's mostly with career wise, but I'll decide like, I want to work with that company. Like last year, I was like, I want to work with SIG and I'm going to make it happen. And sure enough, I made it happen. And SIG is a pretty hard company to, you know, to get sponsored by. So I do think there's a lot to be said about sort of, you know, what was it when it first came out it was called like the secret and it was like laws of attraction. You know, if you think about it, you're going to attract it. So yeah, that's pretty much all I'm really doing. Uh, that's important to me for 2024. Otherwise I'm not going to be like, Oh, new year, new me, you know, stupid things like that. I'll continue to do what I'm doing, but maybe have a few goals that I would like to reach within the year. I think it's like the people at the gym. It's, you know, January, February, it peters out pretty fast. Even at the end of January, you know, people just kind of wheels falling off the cart. But you know, to your point, it's all that discipline and then 
intentionality, that that being deliberate mm-hmm. about, you know, make it so. If you want to make it happen, it's going to take work. It's going to take, it's going to take that focus and dedication, and it's just not going to land in your lap. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have to, so I think first set your intention and then figure out, okay, how am I going to make it work? And, you know, take those steps to making it work. You can't just be like, well, I'm going to, you know, like, I don't think that there's anything in this world that, you know, is, I don't think there's luck. I think that, you know, if you want something, you definitely have to go out and make it happen. But I do think, you know, make sure you have goals, set those goals, because if you don't know your goals are, how are you supposed to, you know, accomplish them? Now that is the new year, all of my listeners, I hope you guys are, you know, coming up with some goals and and think about, you know, where do you want to be next year? Do you want a bigger house? Do you want, you know, a family? Like me personally, I'm getting at this age where like it would be nice if I married and had maybe one baby because I'm only getting older. But again, I have to kind of make that happen and maybe take relationships a little bit more seriously. And, you know, so you just kind of have to figure out what are you willing to to sacrifice in order to get that. All right, so now it is time for reviews. Uh, there's one iTunes review, and that is from T Pain twenty one twenty one, titled "Love This Podcast Five Stars." Always look forward to a new episode. Love the format and information. And also wanted to thank the Patreons. If you guys enjoy the show and you want to contribute, consider becoming a Patreon. Just go to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link, and make a donation. Also, you automatically get entered to win a gift certificate from Blown Deadline. He's given away a $300 gift certificate. So if you want an awesome Cerakote job on your gun, uh, this would be a good way to possibly win that. Also, if you've been a Patreon for three or more months, $5 and up, you will get a Patreon patch that's, you know, for gun funny that will never be for sale. Also wanted to thank the $25 patrons who are Sake Holster, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Nave. And then king of the Patreon is still John Spezia. Thank you so much for that. I hope everyone had a great Christmas. I hope everyone had a great and safe new year. And then Drew, can you just remind Listeners, once again, where they can find your website and where they can find you on social media. So on Instagram, we're at Walker Defense and our website is uh, WalkerDR uh, for defense research, WalkerDR.com. And then lastly, Drew was nice enough to share a coupon code with us, which is AVA15, that's A-V-A-1-5, and that is getting you 15% off your entire order at WalkerDR for defenseresearch.com. All right, guys. Well, happy new year and I will see you soon. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.